for most of my department, to be fair. No one who works here is completely normal. You have to have a little something wrong with you to want to spy on people all day. I was overdue a break, so I wandered through to the cafeteria and got myself a latte. Sitting there by myself, sipping my coffee, I could have been any insignificant cog in any big corporate machine. Cheap gray suit long hair the color of pecans, a body that isn't slender enough to be slim, but that doesn't have the big boobs and flaring hips men go for. Even my eyes are gray, and gray's not really a color. Trust me, if you saw me in the street, you'd look right past me. There are no windows in our entire department, squirreled away as we are at the heart of the building. It's easy to lose track of time and place. It was easy to forget that I was in Langley in the middle of the morning, with January snow on the ground outside. In a way, I liked that. Anything that helped me forget it was winter. But it can be dangerous, losing your sense of where you are. Sometimes, I have to transcribe one of Luca's calls live. I'm sitting at my desk in the afternoon, but it's like I'm right there in Moscow at 2 a.m., sitting just on the other side of a wall from him, as if I could push open a door and step through. I was still sitting there, twisting a lock of hair around and around my fingers to make a spring, when Roberta sat down opposite me with an espresso. Twenty minutes for a latte? Shit, had it been that long? The coffee was lukewarm through the paper cup. I must have zoned out again. I do that sometimes. Sorry. She laughed gently. Relax, Ariana. You've earned a break. I just worry about you, sitting out here all alone. She hesitated. Are you okay? Roberta is my boss. Given that we support staff are all a bunch of introverted, moody shut-ins, she also has to be part schoolteacher and part mom. Some of us would forget to go home if we weren't reminded. She's in her fifties, I think, though it's difficult to tell. She's the person who recruited me at college. I'd done some project on dialects in former Soviet states, and she showed up, all mysterious smile and sharp suit, and asked if I wanted to make a difference. I'd thought at first that she worked for a charity. I'd said I did want to make a difference. I still do. I shrugged. I'd just like to... do something. I feel like I'm stuck in a loop here. Roberta smiled sympathetically. What we do here is vital. I know it doesn't always feel like it, but it is. She put her hand on mine. Give it another year, and we can look at maybe moving you into some field work. She paused. This is really bothering you, isn't it? I squirmed. She'd been so good to me. I didn't like to keep hassling her. I knew she thought she was keeping me safe, but I felt like I was dying one day at a time, buried down here and she'd used to be a field agent herself back in the day. Didn't she understand? 
Or was it that she understood too well and knew I wasn't cut out for it? Roberta leaned closer. How are the nightmares? Everybody knows that they screen candidates thoroughly here. And yes, they wired me up to a lie detector when I joined, and they've done it a few times since. But just because they check to make sure we're trustworthy doesn't mean we're normal. Over in data analysis, they couldn't function without all the Asperger's sufferers spotting patterns. And where I work in languages, I think at least half of us are on a pill for something or other. And then there's me. I'm broken in a much more jagged, hard-edged way, and have been for three years. They're still there, I said simply, and tried hard not to think about falling, the crunch as we hit, snow settling on the window, the sound of...